Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can turn with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verses 4 and 5. So uh, before we dive into this, my wife and I were not here uh, last Sunday. We took a few days off to spend with my brother-in-law, Martin from London. And so uh, we got to hang out with him. So the reason why I'm showing this picture is uh, please pray for my brother-in-law. We spent a lot of great time with him. Um, The Lord's drawing him. He watches us online. Every time we're online, he watches us. So God's doing a great work in Martin's heart. So I just, I would ask that you please keep him in your prayers. Uh, We had some great time together. But another thing, uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, we were at the National Gathering, uh, an annual prayer and repentance time. These are Congress people here. Um, It was such a powerful thing. Even the Speaker of the House was there praying. And uh, it was just, it was powerful. It was... uh, I was blessed to be a part of it, to watch the the hand of the Lord work. It was awesome to see uh, some of our representatives there in Washington. They really love the Lord, and God's really working in their hearts. So we need to keep all of them in in our prayers. Uh, There's Michelle Steele. She goes to our church. She's a congresswoman, Michelle Steele. I I have to say this, though. Uh, Michelle Steele is growing in her faith in powerful ways. I've been watching her grow. She comes to this church, and she's been growing over the past few years, okay? And she was even vulnerable enough to say, so I can say it now, but uh, the last time she voted, she called me up to say, Pastor, will you pray with me? Talk with me? What do I... should I do? I'm being told this, and what do you think? Biblically, what do you think? And she shared this with everybody. She was sharing with the group that we were with. So God's doing a work in her heart. So please keep Michelle Steele in your prayers, but also keep all of these. These are representatives. They represent us in Washington. We need to pray for these leaders. They're under a lot of attack, but it was a, a powerful thing to see and hear their prayers. And I was like, wow, God, you are doing a work. So we don't put our hope in government. So please, if you're new here or you're just visiting, and you know, we don't put our hope, we put our hope in Jesus Christ, okay? But God created government and we are instructed by the word of God to pray for our leaders. So uh, that was a powerful thing. I'm gonna share a little bit more later about uh, some things that took place. It was a mission. I just have to tell you, uh, uh, Pastor Eric, that was just up here doing the scripture reading with me, the day we set foot out to Washington, D.C., we stepped on the plane, it was like instant mission field. And it, it, every time we go out, it's this, that happens. It's just like, I mean, we were praying with people on the plane. We were praying with people in the cab. We were praying with the Uber. We Ubered. The first time I ever have Ubered, by the way, we Ubered. <laughs> Eric never Ubered before. So we're asking people, how do you do this? You know, and the young kids are like, are you kidding me? And they're just like, they don't even look at it. They're like, you know, they're talking and, you know, okay, the, the car's right here. Here, go ahead. It's like, thank you. Thank you. But we were sharing with every, and it was just so powerful to watch the hand of the Lord, people praying, uh, with us and, and sharing. And we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that also. But uh, here we are in our message. Uh, I put the title down as Counted Worthy. Counted Worthy. The day we give our life to Christ, when we truly accept Christ as our Savior and His Holy Spirit lives in us, you and I are counted worthy. Counted worthy to enter into his kingdom, to enter into heaven when we die, to be absent from our body, means that we're going to be in the presence of the Lord. And the Bible talks about, in our, if you will, our spiritual account, God has given us his righteousness. So we're counted worthy. That's, that's our position in Christ. We are counted worthy. But also we're 
called to live for his kingdom here on earth. In other words, we're, we're called to, to be about the, the work of the Lord. We're, we're called to be separated. We're, we're in this world, guys, listen, please, but we're not of this world. You and I should be different. You and I should be different than this world. And there should be that work of the Holy Spirit working in every one of us and in God's hand where people would see in our lives, there's something different about that person. We should be different. Be careful when you want all men to love you and think highly of you. Because the Bible tells us, and we're going to look at this, that, that they hated Jesus when he was on the earth. And guess what? If you're really standing up for righteousness and you're really sharing the gospel, people are going to hate you. This is not a feel-good message for you, but it's a reminder that this world, they're gonna, it's going to get darker. And when the, the brighter we shine, the more they're going to push away from us and hate us. And so we're going to be reminded here, the church we're going to look at, the church in Thessalonica, there were new believers and they were persecuted. Heavy persecution took place in their lives, but God was with them. And God used them in a powerful way. In the days that we're living in, I truly believe we could very well be living in not the last days, but the last minutes here on earth. And can I encourage you, please, as a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a blood-bought saint of the living God, let God use you. Don't get caught up with this world. Don't get caught up with the old flesh life. I pray the Lord would circumcise, listen, truly, all of our hearts, cut away this world, cut away the flesh, that we could be usable for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to read about this wonderful church of new believers that Paul the Apostle is writing to. And if you can stand with me, I'm just going to read these two verses. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 4 and 5. Paul the Apostle writing to new believers, and he says, so that we ourselves talking about himself, Paul, and, and Timothy, and, uh, and Silas. He says, For we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecu persecutions and tribulation that you endure. Verse 5, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted, can we say that out loud? Worthy. Worthy. The kingdom of God for which you also, can we say that out loud? Lord, use these two verses. I know what you're saying to me, Lord. The message has been real clear to me, but I know there's a message for all of us in this room right now and those that are watching downstairs. Again, through the simple teaching of the Word of God, may you speak clearly to all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. As a way of reminder, one of the main reasons why Paul the Apostle is writing the second letter to this church in Thessalonica is to correct false teaching. It's assumed we're not positive, but we can pretty much assume this through scripture, that there was a false teacher that was there, even wrote a letter and signed Paul, you know, forged Paul's name and told these new believers that the reason why they're going through suffering and the reason why they're going through persecution is because the day of the Lord had come and they're going through a tribulation time and, and it was all just mixed up and confusing. So Paul's writing this to correct a lot of this confusion. And it's great that we have this letter because it helps us to, to realize what do the last days look like? So through these upcoming weeks, we're going to talk about, you know, the, uh, the restrainer. We're going to talk about the third temple. We're going to talk about uh, the mystery of lawlessness. We're going to be talking about all these end time things, which I believe will be real helpful for us to, to have clarity and what the last days look like and what it looks like with the coming of the Lord and all these things. We're going to talk about strong delusion. 
But here, Paul the Apostle is boasting in this church. And I want to look back at verse 4. He says that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your, can we say it out loud? Patience. Patience and faith in your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Paul is like the apostle, like a proud parent, if you will. He birthed this church. He shared the gospel there in Thessalonica, and many came to faith. He was driven out of town, and now he's hearing about their progress. He's hearing about their growth. He's hearing how they're being under, they're under this great time of tribulation and persecution, but they're growing, and they're maturing. So Paul, don't miss this picture. He's saying, everywhere we go, we boast about you guys. And he's like a proud parent, if you will. He's like, you guys are doing so great. I, I can't t- stop talking about you. Everywhere I go, I'm talking about you. Matter of fact, check this out. And I'm sure most of you probably don't even know this. This word boast it means to glory in or to boast uh, of someone, but it's only found here in the Bible. It's, uh, you won't find this word anywhere else. Re- just right here, this particular word. Uh, Paul doesn't say he boasts about any other church except this church. So when I see that, I'm like, this is great because we're going to glean off this letter and we're going to learn about these new believers. And it's a a church that Paul loves so much, he was going around saying, hey, did you hear about what's going on in Thessalonica? Yeah, I shared the gospel. I really didn't do a lot. I was driven out of town. But these guys are flourishing. And he's boasting. I I don't know about you. When I hear the word boasted, you can almost think, oh, that's not a good word, boast. This isn't a good way. This is a very good boast, if you will. He was very proud of them in the best sense of the word, right? I have to say when I'm out and about, grocery store, different places that my wife and I go to, uh, I'll run into believers and they'll come up to me and they'll introduce themselves and they'll tell me the church they go to. And very commonly, and this just happened just yesterday at Mother's. We were at Mother's yesterday. Guy comes up to me and goes, hey, Pastor Joe, and I don't know if you remember me, you know, um, you know, when you were at Sunset Beach Women's Club, I lived on the street there. And he says, he goes, I just wanted to let you know, I've been hearing all kinds of good things that are going on in that church of yours. He's boasting. And that's a common thing I hear. I, I, when I'm out and about, people come up to me and say, wow, what is God doing in that church? And I'm like, well, he's working. And he is working. The Holy Spirit is working in our midst. He's here. He's, he, he's working. And I believe it's just because we're simply teaching the word of God, simply going through scripture, allowing to the Lord to work through his word. And as we're interpreting scripture with scripture, but also what we're doing is we're making it relevant for today. We're not afraid to talk about things that are happening outside these four walls, if you will. And it's sad to say that's not happening a lot lately. Do you know that? So Paul's boasting about the church in Thessalonica, right? They were maturing. Persecution was taking place, but they were flourishing. I just want to say, what a blessing when you, when you watch the Lord working in people's lives uh, through the years. We're going to be celebrating May 18th. We're going to celebrate our 20-year anniversary here. We started in this community, 2003. Uh, 20 years, we're going to celebrate our 20-year anniversary. That's, a, that's just amazing that what God is doing here in our midst. And so we're not saying we're the only church, but there's a, there's a remnant of churches that are actually being relevant today as we just looked at here. That's, that's terrible. I believe it's very possible we're living today it's, it's in the apostate state, apostate church, where 
Churches are not being relevant. They're not teaching the word of God, and that's terrible. Uh, one good thing which I believe is happening is uh, it was told to me there was a church that uh, their, their church is being emptied because they're not being relevant. And they basically, this was, came through the leadership, they said, find out what they're doing at Calvary of the Harbor because we want to do what they're doing because they've got a, a lot of people. And listen to this. So listen, so they're changing the way they do things. They're becoming relevant now and they're teaching the Bible being relevant. So God is using even that to just wake up some of these other churches. So praise God. But again, so let's go back in a text. Let's look at this. What is he boasting about? He's boasting about their patience and their faith. That word can also be translated faithfulness. We'll look at that. They're being faithful under persecution. They're being faithful under attacks. I, I want to break down these words a little bit. Uh, again, their faith, but they were being faithful. And can I say this the best way I can uh, for all of us that are here? If you're being faithful, continue to be faithful for what God has called you to do. If you're not being faithful, get back in the battle and be faithful for whatever God has for you. God wants us to be faithful. This church that Paul's boasting in, they're, they're faithful. They're being faithful even though persecution comes. Persecution means... Uh, uh, the, the, liter the word literally means to drive away, to, to follow after. Typically, these are attacks outside the church. I'm going to challenge you with this. Are you under attack? And you might say, if you're saying right now, no, of course not, I'm not under attack. Then actually, you're not in a good place. <laughs> Seriously, you should be under attack. When we're effective, when we share the gospel, when we preach the word of God, when we're there being effective as salt and light in the earth, there's going to be an attack. There's going to be persecution. Why? The enemy's going to continue to attack to what? To, to drive you away from the Lord and the things of the Lord, uh, to follow after you. And that's, that's what happens. When we're, when we're being effective, the enemy's going to come in outside the church. Uh, I expect it outside the church, but I hate when it happens inside the church. You know what I mean? That's real ugly when it's inside the church, when these attacks are happening inside. But uh, outside the church, I, I, I expect it. I look for it. I, I'm, I'm expecting it. But it, it can happen inside the church, and it shouldn't happen inside the church. And that can happen when you have people that are fleshed out inside the church, people that are, you know, they're, they're living a, a, a sinful lifestyle, and they're just filled with sin and, de and debauchery and all, and they come in the church and they're la, 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 and they're causing all kinds of problems. Lord, help us. Tribulation is trials, afflictions, uh, pressures. And, and so when we're effective, when we're being used by God, these things are going to happen. But the, what they did is it says they endured. And that means they, they were able to bear with it and press forward. And, and so it's so good when we, under the attacks, we realize that God's going to mature us and we bear with it. And, and we watch uh, the, the hand of the Lord working in our lives. As mentioned in the announcements. We went to Planned Parenthood there in Westminster. It was a good group. There was a, a blessing that uh, the Lord brought these, the group out. So we went on a prayer walk. We knew we were being effective because we had people honking, waving in a good way, right? But then other people were like, they were so angry at us. So two stood out. One lady, she, she rolls her window down and she's, she's looked at, we actually went to the, 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 the end of the street, looked at my wife and I and she says, get out of here, get out of here. And she's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I was like, 
really, we've got signs in our hands and we're just saying, you know, we're, we're praying and really, we're just, we're bothering you that much? And my wife's so cute, she went like this with her sign. And she's like, <laughs> Another lady was screaming at us. She says, we have choice, we have choice. But it was interesting when we were singing to the Lord, amazing grace. Someone told me, I didn't see this one, but uh, an ambulance driver came by and he was giving sign language to us with one finger, not this finger though. <laughs> and I could tell you something, when we were there, the, the spiritual, I could sense the spiritual battle that was happening. Why? Because lives were at stake. Talk about front lines, that's, that's front lines. I, I believe, I trust, I hope that there was at least one baby that was saved when we were there yesterday, one, one baby. I didn't see very many cars pulling in when we were there the whole time. I didn't see any pulling. Someone said someone pulled around the back, but I didn't see one car pulled in. So I believe what happens, they see us, they're like, oh, I better reschedule this. I'm not gonna go there. And, and maybe they'll, they'll change their eyes. We're praying and the Lord will change their hearts to save that child, amen. amen. But there's the, there's the battle. I learned to expect it. That's light persecution. I believe that persecution and tribulation will continue to increase around the world. And it's gonna happen even, it's gonna be even more intense here in this country, as we're gonna see. So we had light, I mean, talk about, so what? People are like getting mad at us and they're yelling at us. I'm like, that's not a big deal. But did you see what's going on in the UK? Is that like watching a terrible end times movie? Are you protesting? No. Do you know where you're at? Yeah, I'm outside of a, an abortion clinic. Are you praying? Maybe in my head. You're under arrest. Jesus said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would do what? Yet because you're not of the world, but I chose you. Can we say that out loud, please? Do you know that you're called out of the world? Guys, we're not of this world. Let's not be of this world. Let's realize we, as believers, we've been called out. We're separated out of this world. What, what for? To share the good news, to, to, to be set apart for the use of God's glory, to be used, separated unto Him. And when you do that, listen, you will be hated. We want to be liked, don't we? I want everyone just like me, please like me. How come we only got four likes on that particular post? I thought it was so good. Don't they like me? Oh, they put a heart, they love me. Be careful, be careful. Guys, listen, we are in a battle. I know I'm just, I'm, for a lot of you, I'm preaching to the choir, but we are in a battle. But, but beware of the, the, uh, wanting the approval of man all the time. Do they like me? Do they not like me? Well, uh, we're not to be men pleasers. We're to be pleasing to God. Does God. Is God pleased with you? That's what really counts. And when we're pleased, when he's pleased with us and we're following after his ways and we're the light of the world and we're salt of the world, there's gonna be opposition. And, and I don't like the opposition, but we're to expect opposition. The, the church that we're reading about had heavy opposition, but yet they flourished so much so. Paul the apostle says, I'm boasting in these guys. Everywhere I go, I'm talking. Look at what these guys are doing. They're being effective. They're maturing. Yet because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world does what? Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, Jesus talking, they, all, they will also what? Persecute you. 
If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. If, if, they're, if they're people of the word of God and they're changed, they're gonna, they're gonna cling to you. They're gonna believe you. Trials. Guys, I, the good news is the trials and the persecution we go through, uh, listen, please, they're there to help us depend more on the Lord. They're there to, to help us to mature in the things of God. God wants us to, but what happens many times is we want to get out of the trial. We want to get out of the difficult time. We're like, just get me out of here. Instead of pressing in and saying, God, no, don't get me out. What do I get out of this trial? What are you trying to teach me in this trial? Give me the wisdom that I need to be able to press forward in this trial that I could be effective for your kingdom. Amen? Amen. The trials are always going to happen, but we have a choice. As believers in Jesus Christ, are we going to press through the trials and, and be victorious in Christ and have wisdom from above and depend more on him? Or are we going to retreat? And my encouragement to all of us, if you don't get anything else out of this, please get this. Please don't retreat. Go forward. Let God use you because the harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. There's very few out there that are really being effective for the kingdom's sake. And God wants to use every one of us. And God desires that you press forward. Don't run away from the trial. Run into the trial and ask the Lord, okay, God, what am I supposed to get out of this? What are you trying to teach me out of this? Remember when uh, Solomon, when he first became king, he was young and he was inexperienced and God gave him wisdom. Remember he had a trial. Remember that? Remember, there was two women that they were living together. They were called harlots, remember? And they both had newborn babies. Remember, one of the ladies, she, she came to the king and says, King, uh, we both had newborn babies, but, but this woman, she, she rolled over in the night and, and, and killed her child accidentally. And she, while I was sleeping, she switched the children. And I went to nurse my newborn baby and I realized it wasn't my child and he was dead it was her child and, and then the other woman says no she's lying that's the live one's mine and she's lying to you and the king had a trial do you remember what he did is it awesome just a reminder he says give me a sword I don't know about you when I read things I picture myself, shush, shush. and then the people around like what is he gonna do and he says here cut that baby in half the live one and the lady that had the child, the one that, that the child was really her. She says, no, no, don't kill, don't kill the child. And the other one says, well, yeah, just go ahead, divide him. The other one said, let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, give the first woman the, li- the living child and by no means kill him. She is the mother, right? And then what happened? Listen, this was a trial, one of his first tests. All Israel heard the judgment which the king had rendered And they feared what? The king. And they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Trials are for us. Battles are for us. Persecution is taking place as you just saw the one here. I mean, look at that. Is that just crazy? Did you ever think we'd live in a day where we're reading a headline that says, say, Satanic temple to open the world's first religious abortion clinic offering abortion rituals. That's evil. But it's happening today. Then you have this. Nebraska Democratic State Senator proposes amendment to bar kids from attending church events. So I guess she's fighting back because there's some that are upset because they don't want their children to be a part of these drag queen things. And so they're protesting. They're saying, no, we're going to have to change that. And she says, oh, really? Then we're going to bar you, the kids from going to church events. 
We're in a battle, guys. We're in a battle. But God is good, amen? Amen. The battles are for us. The battles are there to mature us. God wants to use those battles. God doesn't want us to run away from those battles if we'll allow him to. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.